0: Welcome back once again, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I so appreciate the fact that you are closing out your week with us. I also am very appreciative of the fact that if you listened yesterday, you knew that we were talking about money again today, talking about the biblical concept of stewardship. And you are listening again today because even if I offended you yesterday talking about this sensitive subject of money, you came back. And I'm so thankful for that. But in all seriousness, if this is your first time listening or your first time this week, please understand, I have no intention and really, we're not going to be offensive as we talk about this idea of money. I just know that for many people, when the topic of money comes up, they get their hackles up just a little bit, especially when it's coming from a ministry type emphasis. When it's coming from a minister of the gospel, there are often thoughts, that people such as myself, I happen to be a full-time evangelist and director of a non-profit ministry called Bible Tracks Incorporated. Many people are of the opinion that we should never talk about money. But we must understand that Jesus, perfect Jesus, he talked about money many times. And I believe there is some application to be made to you you. And me today. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to take too much time. I will say this before we dive into our study today. I, I'd ask you to join me in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5. We'll get there in just a moment. But before we do that, let me remind you, maybe for the last time, about our brand new gospel track, Your Decision 2020. I'd like you, if you would, To order some of that, we are at a very low quantity. And if you visit our website, it might even say, we are getting close to out of stock. I hope that's not the case for you. So please visit our website today and order some of that gospel track. It talks about the fact that the biggest decision we'll make this year is not about who the president is. It's about who is king of our life. And so I'd ask you, if you would, to order some of that track, your decision 2020. From our website today, we also have a digital tracked component that you could use. If you go to yourdecision2020.com, I challenge you to do that. Yourdecision2020.com, and when it prompts you for a code, I'd like you to use my personal code that I'm giving out on the radio. It's very simple. You can remember it. It's 111111. That's right, just six ones across the board. One one one. 111 again the web address is yourdecision2020.com and what i'd like you to do is to share that with a friend but tell them about that special code 111111 that website is very unique it is actually a digital tract you see friend you might know someone that could Visit that website that you would never be able to give a gospel tract to. Maybe you have a friend or family member that lives a long way away and you would not be able to send them a tract through the mail, but you could text them. Or maybe you could share that web address, yourdecision2020.com, on your Facebook wall. Maybe you could share it on Twitter or send it in an email to some of your contacts. And I'd encourage you to avail yourself of that. Again, yourdecision2020.com. And the code, one 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 one. Now let's turn our attention to this Bible study. We have a lot to cover in a short amount of time. We talked yesterday about the fact that this most sensitive of subjects, oftentimes in church or outside of church, it's money. People often don't like talking about money, but yet Jesus talked about it all the time. Why? Because Jesus knew what a grip money would have on people. He said multiple times, "Ye cannot serve God and mammon. And he also pointed out that where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We read yesterday, 1 Corinthians 4, 1, Let a man so account of us, as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. You and I, the day we accepted Jesus Christ, As our personal Lord and Savior, we became stewards, working on behalf of and managing the property of our Master with a capital M, God. We must understand that everything truly belongs to God. We may possess things, but God owns them. We may earn things, but God is the one that enables us to. The air we breathe, the health we have, the intelligence that has been granted to us by God, the ability to perceive sight and to hear sounds and our body, our freedom, it's all been a gift of God and we become prideful. Pride creeps in if we think that we are self-made men. So let's not do that today because, and here's where we begin, stewardship takes the pressure off. If we realize that we are only managers of that which we possess, it takes a lot of pressure off of you and me. You see, our automobile, our boats, our clothing, our homes, our pets, they're all gods. And even if you say, friend, I don't have a car. I don't have a boat. I don't have a whole lot of clothes in my closet. My home is broken down. I don't have any pets. Everything that you do have, though, it's God's. And we should be thankful for it. We should take care good care of that which God has given to us. If you and I do our best to take care of what God has given to us, whether it be our car, our home, all of those things, if you take good care of your car and you get into a wreck, should you fret? No. It's God's car. There's no pressure on me. How am I going to get to work tomorrow? Well, if God gave you that job and you're just a steward of it, maybe you shouldn't rely on God. This really unlocks the idea of faith because when we realize that none of these things are actually ours, they're just God's, it relieves a large portion of our burden. It almost doesn't even become an aspect of faith because all of these things are God's and it's on him to fix these problems. Now, we must understand that we are responsible for choices that you and I make, but we have the privilege of being stewards of that which God has given us. You know that one day this world will all burn up along with all of the quote-unquote possessions that we all seem to so highly esteem. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, We we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. We can't take anything with us. You've heard the old adage You'll never see a hearse pulling a U-Haul trailer. Now, that may or may not be true, but figuratively speaking, that's definitely true. You'll never be able to fill up your coffin with possessions and take them with you. Naked came I unto this world and naked will I leave it. That is true, but it also relieves our pressure because we don't have to worry about these materialistic things as the world does. We just must be good stewards. So what are Christians stewards of? First Corinthians 5:16, the first one, God commands Christians to redeem the time. Redeem means to buy back. To whom much is given, much is required. You know, God can do as much as He wants in as little amount of time as he desires. So often we get really stingy with our time, but we must understand we are just stewards of the time that God has given us. Remember that Jesus affected the entire world in 33 years? David Brainerd, an amazing evangelist to the American Indians, died at age 29 after doing a great work for God. Missionary William Borden only lived 24 years. You and I are supposed to be stewards of the years that God has given us. And not just the years, but the months, the weeks, the days, the minutes. Time is the most precious commodity. We're talking about what you and I are supposed to be stewards of. How about this? Our talent. Every Christian has something they can use for God. And really, I should have said talents. Moses may have had a rod, Samson a jawbone, the widow just a mite, Elijah a mantle, but you, you have something that God wants you to use. How about this? Your body. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, verse 20 says, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Our bodies belong to to God. Even if yours is halt or maimed or not as strong as it used to be, you are still a steward of that which God has given you. What else is a Christian steward of? How about this? The gospel. This factors in perfectly with the idea of Bible Tracks Incorporated. We have in our hands the gospel through the medium of Bible tracts, and we have the opportunity to be good stewards by spreading the gospel far and wide. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. You'll notice that I'm not talking a whole lot about money. We will in just a moment. But our opportunities, our children, as I've already mentioned, talents, our body, the gospel, time, all of these things... We are supposed to be stewards, good stewards of. Now let's finish with finances. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers as it is to this day. I'd like you to remember, a Christian doesn't really own any money. He only possesses and manages it. The issue is not how much of my money will I give to God, but how much of God's money will I keep for myself. God is very interested in what we do with the money he has given to us to manage. Notice these scriptures. Here's what the Bible has to say. Malachi 3.8, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings." Proverbs 3:9 3, 3, says honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine please understand this this is not a health wealth and prosperity gospel. I'm not going to try to sell you some sort of used handkerchief and tell you that this is blessed by God. And if you just give me a one-time gift of such and such amount of dollars and you and your household will be blessed and I'll send you some holy water. No friend, absolutely not. That is absolute bunk. If I may say so, I will tell you this though, God blesses those that use their money for him. That is just a fact. I don't know how God is laying on your heart, and maybe it has nothing to do with Bible Tracks Incorporated. Maybe you have your local church nearby to you, and God is laying on your heart to give towards that work. Maybe God is telling you to give towards the ministry of Bible Tracks and what Shahid Kaleem is doing in Pakistan, as we talked about on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Maybe God is leading you that way, but regardless, more than just your finances, you you, my friend, must be a good steward of all of the opportunities, all of the talents, the body God has given you, the time. Please, my friend, if you'd like more information on what we've talked about, order Discipleship Study Number 9 from BibleTracksInc.org. I want to thank you so much for listening today. Join us next week. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated.